Marvel! Hey, Marvel! Did you see that? Yeah, you made one good movie the same year Infinity War came out. About Aquaman! I hired a hard director to make an Aquaman movie! Like, who does that? DC does that! DC, you do nothing. You, you, you make bad movies, and people get excited time and time again. again. You have the most anticipated director's card in history about to be released, even though the original movie was terrible. And people still pay you. You know what? Forget it. I can't really talk to you. You just wish it was you! No shit! You think I wouldn't kill to have Batman and Superman and The Flash join the adventures? Can you imagine what Marvel could do with what you have? Because everything I do is like some average theme park movie Martin Scorsese can't even finish. Duff Phillips makes one joking movie and suddenly DC is the artistic franchise again. I'm too popular for anyone to notice me. Do not feel sorry for me. I mean, look at me. Look at me. Do you even see me? Because most people don't. Because they don't want to. I mean, you think this is who you are? I mean, you were amazing. And now, you're not better than my worst film. All this power and all you did was ruin Superman. I do what I want. And my box office is like 10 billion now, probably. Maybe even like 20. Nice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our cinematic universe. Uh, a, uh, a terrible acting workshop between Byron and Kay, where we, we discuss films, franchises of all shapes and sizes. Yeah, we, oh, we talk about the biggest franchise. Wait, yes, we, haven't, we, well, we haven't talked about Marvel. We talked about Star Wars, the second biggest we, franchise. We about and then we talk about a, DC, which is like... second biggest franchise? The smallest franchise, really? On uh, box office returns, really? They don't make that much money? Oh, man. Um, what back movies make more money than DC movies? Just think about that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Godzilla franchises now... The Godzilla movies now make more than DC movies. Consistently. Individually, yeah. And consistently, yeah. yeah. Pretty nuts. I mean, if you count, like, Richard Donner's Superman adjusted, then obviously DC wins. But, like, yeah, in their uh, current run, they've uh, been a bit hit or miss. And today we are reviewing one that you and I would argue is a hit. Hit. It's a hit. It's, it's a hit. It's, it's good. It's Look. Shazam's good. The best thing I can say about Shazam is that it's the most of a movie out of the DCEU movies. That's honestly the best compliment I can give it. Because while Aquaman is fucking great, Aquaman is really fucking weird. Movie. It's really it's it's really weird. And, it's... and I admire the hell out of Aquaman for how weird it is. And I... I would rather watch a movie like Aquaman. I think Aquaman is weird because it has all the baggage from the other movies. If they, could, if they could have done a movie like this, an origin, simple origin, where you get to meet the character from the first time, it, they don't have to rewrite the whole character. I think that could have You mean worked. in Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. This one doesn't have any of the baggage of the previous films, and in some ways it's probably the best. It, I think in, in always it's the best solo DCEU movie we've gotten. Because the only other solo DCEU movie we've really gotten was Man of Steel. Because Wonder Woman begins with the uh, flashback to the modern day. So you know, even if you've never seen Batman vs Superman, that Wonder Woman, you know, survives to the end and makes it to the modern day eventually. It's kind yeah. of a weird choice. Well, what about Birds of Prey? Sorry? What, what about Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey is a sequel to Suicide Squad. So like, so there's a lot really of baggage that it carries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I keep forgetting that you haven't seen it yet. Um, no. So Shazam uh, is, of course, the uh, the story of Shazam. I, I keep wanting to call him Captain Marvel because technically he was Captain Marvel. He was Marvel Captain Marvel. Yes. Do you know why they called yes. him Captain Marvel? No, tell me. <laughs> Just to, to stick it up Marvel. They That's called him right. Ma- Captain Marvel so Marvel would lose you know, the trademark for having a character called Marvel. That's spectacular. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But it's a Sam. Shazam. Thunder. Yeah, so it, he was only renamed Shazam in 2011, apparently, which is interesting. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was that I've known him. Wait. When did Justice 1 come out? I guess he was called Shazam in Injustice. Injustice 1 is probably like 2012, right? Can't be that long ago. Anyway. Um, also, this character is really, really old. Like, this film was released on his 80th anniversary. 80th anniversary. 80th. So I'm pretty sure... Yeah, DC's Captain Marvel is the original. He hit comic book stands in 1939. He is so old. He's older than my grandfather. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great. uh, You know, it's funny that, you know, we don't think of him as... Obviously, Superman is earlier than that, right? Yes. Yeah, when is first Superman actually Superman is... (laughs) Really early, but that's those were action comics, like action comic volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen thirty-eight is when it was first published. So technically, Shazam is just one year younger than Superman. Detective Comic One. Detective Comics One, I think, is fifties. No, it's the first DC comic. It's that's why it's called DC. It's Detective Comic. No, it was nineteen thirty-seven. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So they're pretty close to each other. Superman, Batman. Very close. And Shazam, interested. And Shazam, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie. So, we need to talk about a director who, even though he's not one of the most technically incredible directors who's working today, has pretty well become established as one of the internet's favourite directors, purely for just how uh, nice he is. How nice he you is know? and how... Generous he is with his His, his origin as well. His origin is so incredible. Yeah, we should yeah. talk about him. So, David F. Sandberg, who directs this film, whose previous films are, um, of course, Annabelle Creation, which is, I think, the first thing you saw. Oh, no, you probably saw Lights Out, right? I haven't seen Annabelle Creation because okay. I don't care about Annabelle. But I, I have seen Lights Out. Yeah. Now, I and don't I, know... I, I, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I don't like any of his other films. I don't like, like Lights Out. I think he's a great guy. Yeah. And and he, I I actually think from this, I think he's a good director. I don't think he's amazing, but I think, I think he's, he's a very good, good director. Yeah. So I I am happy that he's doing, you know, big blockbusters now because I don't yeah. think, even though he started as Sarah, didn't you know the whole story with Lights Out, right? I only know what I observed as a fan. I don't know anything else. It's just he made a short film called Lights which Out. Which I watched. Which I watched online. I watched before the movie came out. Like, yeah. Years before no, no, the movie no, came out. No, I, I saw it when it was first... Because I was super into like finding kind of these weird obscure short films when I was like... Because I was, you know, 17, 16 when, in 2013. So like, I remember when Lights Out was making the rounds on YouTube as like the short horror film that you sent to people. It was like, it, it was that and a few others. That was like the horror film that you watched on YouTube that year. 
And I remember going, fuck, this would be a good idea for a feature. And it turns out Blumhouse Pictures thought the exact same. So three years later, he does the the feature release of Lights Out. I actually didn't think it would be good for a feature. Yeah, fair. Uh, I don't think the feature works. I don't think the feature is great. Because I think um, I think the problem with it is that even though the movie is called Lights Out, mm. the lighting is so bad. <laughs> like yeah, the overall fair. lighting of the whole film is not very good, and it kind of ruins the whole premise. And it has the, like the movie starts with a remake of the original short film, pretty mm. much, and it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which but it's much worse than the original short film in its context. Yeah. It's 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 worse because it, it's, it's trying to like. Okay. Do you want to hear the writing credits of the guy who wrote the feature of Lights Out? Because this is kind of nuts. His name is Eric. Uh, don't don't Google him because I want to blow your mind. His name is Eric Heiserer. Okay, so his credits are, um, Final Destin- uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake, the 2010 remake, Ugh. Final Destination Five, not four, five, five the Thing one. remake. The 2011 remake. Yeah. Lights Out. Okay. Extin- uh, a film called Extinction, which I think I saw. That's the that's Chris, Chris Hemsworth one. No, it's the Michael Pena one. Oh. You're thinking of um, Extraction. Extraction. Oh, okay. Bird Box. Oh, shit. <laughs> and the Vin Diesel, and the Vin Diesel uh, extravaganza <sighs> Bloodshot, which fucking nobody saw. You know what his two upcoming credits are? No. A remake of Your Name that I didn't even realize someone was doing. <laughs> a live action remake of Your Name. <laughs> and Van Helsing. Okay. Does that sound like a fucking list of garbage to you? A bit. What if I told you this man was also nominated for an Oscar for another screenplay I didn't tell you about that he wrote? Oh, can I try and guess? Yes, try and T- guess. Tell me the year. 2016. 2016. I'll give you a really, really easy hint. It was my favorite film of 2016. The Revenant? No, it's 2015. That's... But that I'll give you another the, hint. The Revenant was in the 2016. I'll uh, give you another hint. I'll give you another Oscars, hint. So. I'll give you another hint. It's a science fiction movie. Arrival? Yeah. He's credited for Arrival? He wrote the script of Arrival. What? And that's that's the oh, that's his entire credits list. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, you what? had that hidden away. I know it's an adaptation, but, like, he fucking wrote it, man. You know? And the short story, which I've read, is nothing like the movie. So, yeah, he fucking wrote Arrival. Like, and in between all of that, pretty and pretty. He makes a bunch of horror films. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. What? Yeah, Arrival, other than, like, if you argue Final Destination sci-fi, like, Arrival is his first science fiction credit. But how do you even get hired to do a I don't know. I don't know. M Street remake? Yeah, I, I, no idea. No idea. Um, That's pretty cool. I, I cannot believe that they're doing a live-action remake of your name. That's fucking... That's stupid. <sighs> that's, like, that's one of the worst remakes I've heard about. Oh no! Why would you even do that? I just read there's one piece of trivia on it. The distributors of the original Your Name, Toho, personally requested that the remake be seen through an American point of view, resulting in changes in the settings, such as Tokyo being changed to Chicago and rural Japan to a Native American countryside. Oh my god! Guess which movie I'm not watching. Just, just 
fucking it's directed it's co-directed by lee isaac chung who did minari to his credit he's a fucking great director yeah but guess and which movie i'm Mark not watching Webb, who did um you know uh the spider-man movies mark Webb. oh my god oh no i'm not watching 500, this film. 500 days of summer yeah and then he did the amazing spider-man films yeah but did he you did see 500 the, days of did summer. you see the amazing spider it's my amazing spider-man 2 yeah. It's one of the worst Hollywood films. It's, it's one a, of the worst studio-directed movies of all it's, time. It's up there with Suicide Squad. I, I would not consider him the director of that, honestly. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, you, you, I, okay, I, I, 500 Days in Summer is a fucking incredible... Yeah, movie. but you can't you can't take one a guy's single film, just one film in his career, and be like, he's good. Sure, like, you, sure you can. Like, you just did that with Sandberg. <laughs> His last film, the last film yeah. he's done yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. So maybe his next film is going to be good. Uh, but like his first us, film, neither of us, neither of us have seen Gifted with Chris Evans, which apparently is. To, to be like, honest, I'm not that excited know. for the next David S. Sandberg film, and I'm mainly going to watch it. To be honest, I'm not excited like a for a remake of Your Name. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not excited at all. And then you're like, you're trying to justify it. You, you, you're going to drag me to it. I know. Oh I can yeah, see definitely. It. Definitely. Hey, can we just, uh, can, can I also just say, David Sandberg's last film credited on IMDb is I Flip You Off for Four Hours, which is oh, one of the nice. rare movies. It's nice. one minute, it's one minutes longer than Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And yeah, it's one of those movies that deserves to be four hours and two minutes long. <laughs> it's a rare, it's a small list, Gabe, you know? Gone with the Wind, I haven't fucking seen it, probably doesn't need to be four hours long. I flip you off for four hours, 100% needs to be four hours long. Because, you know, if it's three hours 20, then it, it's it's failing to it's, live up to its yeah, fucking it's promise. Yeah, it's lying to you. It's, yeah. Well, it's, no, no, have, have you actually it seen it? It betrays the concept. Have you actually seen it? They yeah, betrayed the concept a, a, in the film a, itself. No, no, no. I went to a, um, a gallery where it was playing on the biggest screen. But, course. like, they betrayed the concept of the film already in the film. Like, Gabe, there's one point please. that the, the, the footage changes. So. Gabe, 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 Gabe. Let's be honest. That is just film movie magic. Like you the know, you don't really, is, be- you don't believe the army of the dead is taking Minas Tirith. But like the truth is, he only King. flips you off for three hours, fifty nine minutes. Uh, I'm looking at IMDb. It says four hours and two minutes, and IMDb is never wrong. No, 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 no. But like I'm saying, there's there's a segment in the film that he's not flipping you off. So, okay. true. Have you actually seen it? Have you like right. joke aside? Right. There's a moment okay. that he changes footage to something uh, else. It's. I need good. to read you. I need to read you uh, the greatest bit of trivia I've ever read on IMDb. David F. Sandberg's longest film to date. <laughs> I wonder how much money, how much uh, profit. That <sighs> Just from YouTube probably a ad revenue. From yeah. from YouTube ad revenue, he probably like. It's probably the most profitable film ever made. It's his most profitable film. It's easily his most profitable film. (laughs) It's probably the the movie he's made the most money out of. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, I wonder how much money he's made from the Lights Out short. Oh, nothing. It went pretty viral. I'm pretty sure he probably made no money from it. Alright. So. uh, It's only 71,000 views. Gabe, we've got to get back to Shazam. (laughs) <laughs> is that gonna be the joke how poorly we can pronounce the whole name Shazam. Satham okay Satham okay 
f- fuck you we're starting the movie i need to talk about the greatest actor which will lead us into talking about actors john motherfucking glover an actor who we've talked about in our gremlins podcast who is now the best part of three different dc properties in bat in fucking batman and robin he's the scientist who creates harley quinn and bane in smallville he is lex luther's dad and he's easily the best villain of oh, smallville. that's good yeah he's lionel luther he's so fucking good in it and now he's this wonderful shithead kind of um scrooge dad in shazam he has two scenes he has two scenes both are the best scenes of the movie let's be honest can't argue against that no no it's it's logic um shazam so we could talk about the plot but the movie is you know but baron yeah uh have you seen spider-man yes uh change that to instead of being beaten he he gets given the powers by someone else yeah but you're forgetting the part in spider-man where um at the beginning of the movie the green goblin is bitten by a radioactive spider who turns out to be like a benevolent god and then says oh, I'm going to give you all this power. And then Willem Dafoe, like, looks uh, looks at the spider, and the spider's like, no, trust me, I'm going to give you all the power. And he's like, oh, I'm going to trust the spider. And then the evil god, the magical god, is like, oh, you were tempted by something else, not by me? I'm going to fucking deprive you of that power, and you're never going to see me again, and you're not worthy, boy. You're not worthy. You're definitely not going to build some kind of irrational pursuit of this magical power in this realm that you once saw. You're not going to spend the next 40 years of your life chasing after me. No, I'm just going to say that you're not worthy and fucking be done with you. And maybe cause your fucking father to almost die in a car crash. So You're forgetting is, about that part. This is not... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change... I'm going to make a term for this. Exactly what you said. The term is instead of cock block, it's Shazam block. Shazam block, yeah. Yeah. It's where you show the villain of the film that they could be all powerful. And then you're like, yoink! You know what? Any other movie that does that, that, this thing, this plot point, yeah. I'm going to call it Shazam block. It's yeah. Shazam block. It's, it's official. You know what it kind TM. of reminds Shazam me of? block TM. It sort of reminds me of the opening of Iron Man 3, where he fucking like leaves Guy Pierce on the roof. And like that becomes the whole motivation. Yes. Do you remember all those memes after fucking um, Spider-Man Far From Home came out where it was like, can't wait to see the next Spider-Man villain who like Tony Stark like just refused to shake hands with one time. (laughs) The one fucking... One time he he doesn't like his coffee, he he returns it. That guy becomes the next Thanos. One time Tony Stark didn't pay an invoice until two days beyond the due date. And that person swore revenge on him for the rest of time. So the whole phase four of, of MCU is going to be bad. It's going to be People like a build up. Hate so Iron Man. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's um it's funny. Speaking of uh the thing 2011, one of the police officers who Billy uh tricks is one of the uh researchers in the thing 2011. Okay. Should we do the thing where we usually talk about actors, or should we just kind of go through the plot? Because I feel like... Can we talk about the kid versus the adult? Yeah, because this was your big problem with the movie. By the way, what what time are we at? I assume we've done half an hour already, and we've talked about the movie. Okay, good. Yeah. We haven't spent too much of a ratio talking about other movies. By the way, what have you been watching lately? (laughs) I I showed you, and you finally watched Cobra Kai. 
Yep, the best show ever made. How awesome is it? And yep, it's just just watch it. It's great. Um, I'm I'm just finishing bloody. Uh, okay. Oh my Star god, Trek. I have an idea. Fuck, Deep Space Nine. Dude. It's um one more season on that that I'm done. I'm so close. I I watched Contagion. Yep. Contagion is so I good. A, I watched it a little bit today. Um, Contagion is so fucking. It's such a great movie, and I and I yep. realized I I found out. No, I, I didn't find out. I remember why it has a low rating in IMDb. Why does it have a low rating? Uh, this is a case like Drive. The movie had an awesome trailer, like that was action packed. Oh, and, and like, uh, it, it looked like got disappointed. And it, it almost felt like it was gonna be like a zombie story. Yeah. And then when people went to watch it and realized it's like <laughs> it almost a documentary about <laughs> coronavirus, mm. then people like were like, Oh, this is boring and then they gave you that. I think someone sued the studio because it was so slow compared to what the movie was. God, people are great. Yeah. Imagine like, imagine like you you complain about watching fucking Contagion. Like that movie is a bloody, so good. Uh, like it a, has, a really entertaining movie. It, it has point one points higher than the Phantom Menace in IMDb. Well, I mean they are pretty similar in terms of quality. You yeah, gotta admit. Right. Like, if there's one thing uh, Contagion shares with Phantom Menace, it's the quality of the dialogue. Yes. Like I, I was just watching it. I was just watching um, it today, um, just for a couple of hours. Yeah. What and, did like, you? What do you watch? Oh, uh, I, I watched the first half of it. And like that fucking scene, this is a spoiler for Contagion, but it's in the first 20 minutes. So fuck you if you haven't watched it. It's on Netflix. Give it a watch. It's a great movie. It's um, really good. It's completely like, like illogical. Like something like that could never happen in the real world, of course. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to yeah. fight you and be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't. No, but, but the scene where Damon finds out that Paltrow is dead and he's just like, oh, and the doctor just says to him, uh, Mr. Whatever his name is, I'm so sorry to tell you that your wife's dead. And he's like, oh, okay, great. Can I see her? And he's like, no, sir, I'm sorry. Okay, can I go um, and talk to her? Like that. Can I go talk to her? Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, sir, she's, she's dead. Let me talk to her. I want to talk to her. And like, I think that genuinely is the best acting Matt Damon's ever done. No. Yeah, it's good. I mean, sorry, fuck. I forgot about, um, sorry. I forgot about his most incredible performance in um, Team America. Yes, Team America. Is the of course. Performance. Is it him? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't the... think so, but oh. wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I, I suppose it is because if fucking... if they fucking had come to me and well, he 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 quite to his credit, he has said that he found it fucking hilarious. Unlike oh, man, Sean Penn, Sean Penn got oh man. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that. The laundry Sean list, of, the laundry list of times that Sean Penn has just gone whoosh with a joke. <laughs> like, do you remember that? Did you ever watch the Oscars when you were a kid? No, not really. So there was a fucking year. I think it was like 2003, where Jude Law was like um, up for best supporting actor in um, *Talented Mr. Ripley*. It's probably earlier than that, actually, but like. Um, Don Cheadle, not Don Cheadle, Chris Rock, who was hosting the Oscars, um, got up and basically said, Jude Law! Jude Law's in everything this year! Because he was in, like, four or five of the biggest movies. Like, he was in AI and all this stuff. And, and like, he's like, God damn, we need to be seeing him in this movies! And, and, and then Sean Penn won Best Supporting, uh, uh, won Best Supporting Actor for, um, Mystic River, I'm pretty sure. And he gets up and says... I just want to say that I think Jude Law is one of the greatest actors of this year and uh, you shouldn't make comments like that. And it was like, 
Holy fuck, dude! Did you fucking just literally? Because <laughs> like, fuck, he, he's, he he does so many things like that. Where he's he's like, and the whole every time uh, Sean Penn opens his mouth, I just think you beat the shit out of Madonna. To be fair though, have you have you seen how fucking jacked Sean Penn is still? Looking at it right now. Okay, I want you to look up Sean Penn body and then look up Chris Penn. And think that those people share the same DNA. <laughs> you got Sean? Damn. Damn. Yeah, he's 60. He's that's, what, that's what HGH does for you. Now Google Chris Penn. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't realize Chris Penn died. Holy fuck. Oh. You just How made fun of him. <laughs> oh, no. He died of a heart attack. Fuck. You made fun of him. You yeah, made fun of him and uh, thought that's the we... way he died. Holy Can shit. We... Can we cut that out? This is so embarrassing for you. Jesus no, I'm Christ, not cutting it out. John Penn's gonna fucking murder me, man. He died gonna, 15 years ago, dude. He's gonna beat dude. the shit out of me and put me in the trunk of his car. Oh, wait, I'm not Madonna. He died 15 years ago. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't a huge Chris Penn fan back then. Okay, um... Oh, shit. So, yeah, uh, co Contagion. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do a podcast on it. I, I, That's a movie. This, uh, yeah. this doesn't happen yeah. to me a lot. We it's were going to do it when COVID hit. Remember, we were going to do the series of virus yeah. movies. Like we were going to do, movies. um, we we're going to do Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Contagion. Like you know, oh, that'd be that would have been awesome. Why don't we do that? Why are we doing fucking? Because TV? we didn't probably because we didn't want to capitalize on a fucking tragedy that was happening to the world. So instead, movie... we decided to focus on another cataclysmic event. Yeah, the DC movies, Charlie's Angels. Something that was equally destructive to humanity. So I did. I watched Contagion. The, mm. That one was so good. After I watched it, I thought to myself, I could, I could have watched that again. Mm. I could watch that again right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so good. I could watch it, it again. Right and, now. I, and I want to see the detail. I want to see the moment. Do you, do you see when a character dies? Pretty important character. Uh, uh say it. It's um, the blonde woman. Fuck, what's her name? Poltro. Nah. Another one. It's, I think it's a girl from Titanic. Oh, Winslet. Yeah, yeah, yeah Winslet. Yeah. When Winslet yeah, dies, yeah. yeah, so that's from the virus, right? Yeah. I want to see. I'm sure it's in the film. I want to see when she gets the virus. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure you can make that connection somehow. Definitely. I, um, I just need to getting back to Shazam because we do eventually have to. Um, do you know who the original choice to play Shazam was? You told me who was it. Army Hammer. Amihama, yeah. Probably a good choice. What that they went with Zachary. He... Oh, yeah. God, you forgot already, didn't you? <laughs> yep. Um, it it paid off. I didn't go with him. Yeah. It definitely paid off. Okay, let's let's just talk. Fucking okay. uh, actors. So we don't need to talk to, about all the Story. actors because most of, most of the actors are kids. I want so to talk about the two most important actors in the film. And no, I'm not talking about Mark Strong, though he is the greatest of all actors. I, I love how about... after watching Shazam, we watched that fucking Country Road Take Me Home scene from Kingsman 2 and we were just like, fucking Mark Strong is the Road. best, man. You know, who, I've said this before on our Nolan series, but like, I wish Mark Strong would be in a Nolan movie. Yeah. He would fit so well into a like a Dunkirk. Like hmm. he would have been Mark... so much better as fucking the villain in Tenet. Yes. God. 
No, he doesn't even need to be Russian. Just make him fucking bald. He can do Russian. But I think bald is even more of a cliche than Russian now. <laughs> oh, we, we, we need to trace down what villains used to be in movies. Because there was an era yeah. where British uh, accents... Mm. Every villain had a British accent. Yeah. But it's not yeah. that anymore. It's like, now it's now it's Russia back. Now they go Russia's back to coming Russia. back. It's, we haven't had Chinese villains yet because they're too afraid. Like... Yeah, I, I'm really excited for someone just well, to like pull the plug. Didn't just... you see Contagion? <laughs> a fucking Chinese bat? Uh. Um, isn't it like the Philippines where it comes from originally? No. Podron is in China. Uh, the, the, the ending shows it. You're saying that a bat from China led to the whole fucking world closing down? I told you, this movie's unrealistic, man. True. <laughs> Bro, bro, right, bro. It's so hard to watch. Like, I, it's, I want, I want to so find. It's so fucking weird. I want to find a review, an overview. Someone saying this is too unrealistic. Yes, definitely. Like someone from this. I'm this sure there's like one. one of those Vanity Fair videos where like a disease control expert reacts to movies and they they say <laughs> like contagion. Look, it's fairly realistic, but something like this definitely couldn't happen. <laughs> it's like it's like and fucking it's no, November, November 2019. Jesus I need to Christ. find that clip of someone that saying that. That is so good. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. Um, okay, 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 okay. Shazam. Okay, okay, okay. Zachary Levy. I think he's fucking excellent. I, I think actually it... think he is... I think it's really good. I think watching this is kind of upsetting in a way that I didn't tell you about when we watched the film. Because watching him, I see so much for potential for what could have been the Superman movie that we yeah. should have gotten. Yeah, definitely. Because he is so much more... Like, all of a sudden, we have a DC protagonist who isn't fucking jaded and mopey and, like, serious. We have, like, literally a little boy as a superhero. I mean, I know it's the concept, but even just in the way that he is Shazam as an adult and acting like an adult, he feels so Christopher Reeve, Superman, kind of, like, um, charming, you know? Mm. Like, he nails um, the kind of Tom Hanks in Big aspect of not acting uh what what's the way to say it he isn't playing that he's acting like a child playing a superhero instead he's playing the exuberance of a child in that situation you know he's having to act as a child who is acting as a superhero but instead he just like makes it feel like he's just you know just a big kid and i think that's a really brilliant thing that he's doing like that's a very hard kind of needle to thread yeah i i, th I think he does a good job i actually do like him and i also quite like uh as angel right i think yeah. they both are doing a really good job my cover my problem comes in yep with the uh way they match they don't look like the same character. Not, not look like. They don't feel like the same character. Yeah. I think Zachary Levy, he's doing a better, he's doing a better job at performing as, as a child than Asha. Mm. Asher, uh, yeah, Asher Angel. Asher I Angel. think Asher I, Angel. I think he's doing a like Zachary the way he's like, whoa, 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 just no, no, shoot me in the face. Like the way he's acting like that. Whereas Asher like, Angel so, is like, much, much more restrained. Well, Asher is like the restrained, yeah. 
he's much more of like a smoldering kind of james dean kind of oh, fuck, i shouldn't say that he's too young but he's like you know he, he he's definitely playing more of the introverted like loner type whereas as shazam he's much more exuberant and boisterous and you know i disagreed with you when you first brought it up but like having watched the movie and like thinking back on it yeah they're, they're very different in the way yeah. they behave it feels like a kid like um i don't know um it almost feels like the kid from uh, the the teenager the teenage son from um jurassic world would have been like a better fit for zachary mm. Lee. like you know someone someone with a lot more and, and love simon you know that that guy like somebody yeah. with a lot more of a kind of an exuberant personality yeah the one scene where i think you see it is his introduction when he locks the cops in the car you see a bit yeah, of it but there. he's not doing that throughout the whole film definitely not and you could argue that the other scenes are like diff completely differently, different emotionally, but I yeah. still don't think it justifies the differences. But like I said, they're both doing a pretty good job. Yeah. So. Now we have to talk about the second most important character in the movie, who is uh, Freddie Freeman, played by Jack Dylan Grazer, who I think is fucking excellent in this movie. I think he's really good. I think, like, he has... You know, it's not that it's a hard role. I just think that, like, he does a really excellent job at playing yes, the kind of... Very convincing. So. Yeah. I, the, th the thing that I said to you when we were watching the movie that I kind of stand by is that there's a lot of ways to make that character very unlikable. And he does a really good job at making him, like, dorky and annoying enough, but still making you actually care about him but not care about him in like a sense of, oh, I don't want this guy to get hurt because he has a disability, but care about him because it's like, this guy clearly just really wants a brother to hang out with. Hmm. And he clearly doesn't really know how to like talk about real stuff with this guy. And the reason, like, even though we've made a parody of it at the beginning of this podcast, I really fucking like that scene when he goes and confronts him at, you know, the top of the Philadelphia steps where he's like, I don't yeah. like who you are now because like, I would fucking kill to have what you have. I'm crippled. I literally like... I, it fucking infuriates me that you got given this and I don't have it. Yeah, I, but like I, normally the scenes that we do parodies yeah. of are normally the best scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're the ones that we think of. So, like, yeah, I, I mean, it was either going to be that or the um, the supermarket robbery scene. Yeah, uh, because that is my favorite scene of the movie. The um, well, that, that whole montage is the best bit in the film. No, I, I don't love the montage. I think the robbery really? is great because. The montage, the montage is fun. The montage is pretty fun. Yeah, it's the most fun the movie gets, and then. No, I think I think the most fun the movie gets is when they figure out the lightning powers, and, the, and he goes and saves that fucking uh, doesn't save the woman from the thief. I think that scene's hilarious. But then the <laughs> the shopping scene is just like I don't know. I just I just really love the moment where like he gets shot, the bullet bounces off, and then they just start asking the guys to keep shooting him. In and the then face. that moment where we're leaving, like, whoa, 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 he's shoot me in the face, shoot me in the face, and then and then he's like, oh, it kind of tickles, and then they're all laughing, and then he looks at the criminals, and he's like, huh, you guys are dead. I just love that that just sudden twist on it. And then when they go out with the beer, they drink the beer, and they fucking hate it, and they go back in and get the candy instead. It's like, it's fun. That's that feels very big. That feels very much like. Um... By the way, the reason I keep saying big is because this movie is essentially a um, reimagining of the Tom Hanks movie Big, but with a superhero. Which is a clever thing to do with the Shazam mythology. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think those two are like the key performances we need to talk about. 
Now let's just talk about some fucking fun scenes. And I think you obviously would love to talk about the boardroom scene. Uh, not necessarily. Let, let's go a bit further Earlier? back. Yeah. With the what do you first, think of the, the, uh, first, the scenes with the wizard? The first wizard scenes I'm thinking of. Oh, with um, Savannah. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, something that the movie fails at, and I, I normally just say lighting, but like you pointed out better, it's atmosphere. Mm, yeah. The atmosphere of the wizard room, I think is completely wrong. Yeah. You, you needed it to like fog it up. Yeah. Like take down the lighting and, you know, like try to make it more mysterious and stuff. Right now it looks like, it looks like the Harry Potter movies, but the, even the Harry Potter movies have better atmosphere sometimes. You know what I kind of wish it reminded me of more aesthetically? And I'm trying to think why. I think honestly it's um it's a combination of things, but like I wish it felt like the uh, um, opening temple of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I wish it was like he went yeah. through these caverns and caves and he came out into this fucking, this kind of amphitheater. And like, look, I, I don't, completely agree with you that there's no atmosphere but i do agree that it feels much flatter than it probably should I'm not saying that there is like no even even the opening of um, flat, like it so kind of flat. reminds me of the opening of um guardians of the galaxy where it's just like even though it's a kind of cool planet with all the water and shit that the kind of way it's presented is just a little bit visually uninteresting yeah I, I also think that's something that guardians suffers a bit on and especially chew it's weird that we bring that up because like this is easily the most marvel of the dc movies yeah easily easily this movie feels really similar to um fuck i don't even know like um it's it's a classic Doctor strange like yeah it's a classic origin story or yeah for spider-man and all that yeah but it's of full of like marvel comedy fine oh, you, you also have um what is I feel like it's been, they've been trying to do Marvel comedy for a while. They've just been failing that. And this is the one movie that kind of like kinda hit. hits that. But it also... it also and it was scri- extremely successful. Script-wise, it's basically the same structure than oh, it's, any it's other complete, origin it's movie. And, yeah, it's unlike Man of Steel, which is like... Generic Hollywood structure. Man of Steel is fucking... Weird. Man of Steel is like the weirdest art house movie disguised as a fucking big budget superhero movie, and it doesn't work at all. But like, yeah. it's not it's not a normal movie in no. any way. That's the thing that like I, I the, the thing that I kind of liked about DC up to this point was that you had Zack Snyder try and make a Zack Snyder movie and fuck it up, and then you know what? You got James Wan to make a James Wan Aquaman movie, and he fucking nailed it out of the park. And like, you know. You Even know, as, as as generic as Wonder Woman one is, I fucking like that Patty Jenkins got to mostly do a Patty Jenkins movie up until the final battle, which apparently the studio took over. You but know, like, you know what I I said yeah. some time ago, I said that I feel like David Sandberg got a lot of freedom in this film, and you said, "Oh, I don't think so." And you know what? I what? actually freedom. Freedom. I actually do think he got quite a bit of freedom in this. Why? Film. I okay. think, and I think he just tried to make the most you know superhero movie he could make okay and that's why it's so much like marvel i think he he was inspired by marvel when making this unlike james Wan or Zack snyder that they 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 have a as i might say they have a stronger vision 
than... oh, you think? Yeah, like David. You think Sandberg that the guy made... who made Aquaman has a bigger vision than David Sandberg? That David Sandberg went a bit more generic, but I think it works so much better than any other the films. Not Aquaman, because Aquaman. I mean, just, yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman is like, it's it's like this graph okay. where. You spend a lot. It's of literally, yeah. It's literally like on one side you've got Fast and Furious Five, which is a great movie, but a studio movie, and like you know, a very generic movie in many ways. Sorry, I know that there's people out there who love the Fast and Furious movies. I'm one of them. But Fast and Furious Five, as much as it's the best movie in the franchise, is super fucking generic, right? You agree? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. That's of that Shazam. One. That's Shazam, right? That's Shazam. It's Fast and Furious Five. Over on the right, you have Aquaman, which is Mad Max Fury Road. Both are technically action movies, but they're so fucking different in terms of like the energy and the vision that you see put into them. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I want to watch Fast and Furious 5, and Shazam very much is the Fast and Furious 5 of uh, DCEU movies. But I, I like this better than Wonder Woman, for example. D definitely. I think, I think this is one of my favorite DCEU movies, but like yes. that's not saying a lot when compared to everything else we've watched. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, as much and, as I as much why... as I do appreciate this movie, I don't. I wouldn't even say that I fucking particularly liked it. I like the film. I um, yeah, it suffers like it's talking about this is like talking about a Marvel movie. Yeah, honestly, oh, the character discovering the powers is fun. Uh, as soon as they get to the second half, when they have to fight the bad guy, who is basically the same thing. As the good as guy, them. As them, it's yeah. not as interesting. It's like it's it's the same argument you can make with most Marvel movies. And here's like my big Marvel argument. Movies. And um, yeah, my argument. You do your argument. I'll do mine. Here's my big argument for why, for a clear reason, I think Sandberg did not have unlimited vision on this movie. The main villains of this movie are the seven deadly sins. Now, I'm not a horror director. But if I heard that in a script, I, as the director of this movie, would be like, okay, each one of those sins are going to be their own kind of monster. And we're going to fucking have sequences, just like in the It movie, which, you know, uh, Brian Dylan Grazer or whatever his name is, is from, we're going to fucking leverage sin, lust, greed, gluttony. Uh, fucking, we're going to see the horror of these sins playing on these fucking kids right we're gonna we're gonna you know it's fucking warner brothers it is the most successful movie of warner brothers recent history why don't you fucking use these seven <laughs> deadly sins and use the horror director that you fucking hired to make some horror in your bloody you know superhero movie right and i'm sure that was a meeting that sandberg had early on it was like how much horror can i put into this how creepy and and for whatever reason and you know it was probably the more profitable idea they decided to completely genericize the sins the sins are all completely indistinguishable from each other they have no personality no individual characteristics you can barely tell which one's meant to be which like in the fucking meeting with savannah where he says greed finishing him off and greed's just a fucking guy with four arms looking like bloody goro right. from mortal kombat i'm uh, like that's greed and you think about really? it you're like wait so it's a guy that could get multiple things at once i guess like greed should be a fucking snake like wrapping people up and like tightening around them like you know like it's it's really disappointing that the horror director at the helm of this movie doesn't get to do any horror i i 
what you said is true, but I look at the scene with the wizard. Did yeah. you see the scene with with the wizard? This is what I mean. Is that he went it's with goofy. generic? They went with goofy and generic. Yeah. Just water down the ground, so there's some reflections and like a, a, a few puddles, but like dripping water, uh, some fog, fog it up. Yeah, you know, yeah I, make, I hear you. Make the statues be like completely dark, and then suddenly one of the eyes just goes red, and then she gets to see them all. So yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I, I yeah, think, he I could think, have done think, so much, but like uh, I think didn't. we're both talking about the same thing. <laughs> I'm talking about it on the macro scale, and you're talking about it on the micro scale, which is that this movie is very risk averse, like yes. very. Even though it has scenes of people fucking dying, so I don't know why you couldn't have a, a couple scenes of kids getting scared. Like when when the seven deadly sins show up in the house at the end, there's not even a moment where one of the like children are frightened of them, which you know. Yeah, no, they're just like, Ugh. yeah, just wait there okay. exactly it's that's it i just kind of wish the movie was a bit riskier in a few ways and that's part of the story of the movie honestly you can have like as you and i both know very well you can have horror and comedy work really well together hmm. like really well they could have gone i don't know like ghostbusters the end of ghostbusters the whole city is taken being taken by monsters they should have done something like that yeah 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 you could do so much with it that would yeah. have been great, actually, seeing the monsters like running around the city. Yeah. Um. I I just saw the Annabelle doll in 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 that frame. Oh Jesus, really? Yeah, look at that. There's Annabelle. It's there. Yeah, I'm streaming. I'm stopping your stream. Oh wait, no, I'm stopping your. You stopped there. your your own stream. Never cross the streams. Never cross the streams. What's the stream? Rip off a lot of eighty nostalgia. Like this movie is so. Oh. Good. Okay, so let's um let's go to the Porno. next. What's the next thing you want to talk about? Just so we can talk about the clamp sequel, we're never gonna get. Okay, no. Before that, we're gonna talk about when he gets when Sasam gets the powers. Yeah. One of my biggest complaints in like modern movies, modern yeah. movies like this. Please. It's exposition with a PowerPoint. Oh Gabriel. yes, Gabriel. Right? And it's like. like do you want me to make my point about this? Yeah, go make, make okay. your point. Okay, so it's god damn it, it's what fuck? It's it's like we're we're going on essentially sixty thousand years of oral storytelling, right? That we know of, right? I think we've been telling much. stories to each. No, no, we've been telling stories to each other verbally since basically the existence of people. Yeah. Like, even when we're, mm -hmm. you know, saying fire, good, lightning, bad, fire, you know, we, we've been, good, we've been good. fucking doing this shit a long time, right? Uh-huh. Every time I see one of these glowy presentations, all it makes me think is you don't trust in the power of your actors to fucking act. And the scene that I brought up when we were watching it was, imagine if during fucking Star Wars A New Hope, sorry, during st during Star Wars, Star Wars, original Star Wars, when it's fucking Obi Wan, fuck. when fucking Obi Wan Kenobi is saying, Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. There was a fucking hologram of Vader, like you know, just killing people just and like, around, like yeah, just walking around, walking into he walks through the camera. Oh, and the we, hologram we could, we could edit that. 
You know, oh, you know, that, you know right? who should probably do that? The fucking whatever their name is, the Scene Thirty Eight crew that did that fucking terrible version of the Death Star fucking fight. Hate people, I hate. Look, audiences. look, it's an amazing fight. It's not better. It's not better. In any way. Jesus Christ! People are idiots. Fix it in FX is imposed. Yeah, I would love to see them do that scene, and we have a flashback. We have a fucking Vader hologram walking around. Luke is scared by it. Well, that's like well, we have to put it from the from the prequels, right? All we you can do, do that. All you do is have fucking alec guinness academy award winner alec guinness deliver the fucking monologue and imbue it with so much fucking energy and in this scene you have two-time academy award nominee jimon honsu just talking and you cut away to a fucking hologram you don't need it you just don't need it i like you pointed out the best thing you pointed out yeah. is that in star wars the way he talks about the past Yes. Leaves it so open to the yes. imagination. You start and then, thinking, and you, you can even make, what were the Clone Wars? You know what produces? What? You know what produces? You sequels. can make movies out of them. You can make well, prequels out of them. Or sequels even. Oh, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars could have been something in, in like movie 5. They could have yeah, made yeah. like a movie about the clones come back and attack the, the, the Jedi or whatever. Right? You can do sequels and prequels when you just yeah. have it vague but easy to understand. You fought on the Clone Wars and like the forces and biters and, and whatever. But like if you have a PowerPoint presentation, it's like, mm. oh, so that's what happened. Well, I can see the, it happening. The thing, they are actually setting up a sequel because the champion that they're talking about, the warrior, is Black Adam, right? It's like a previous incarnation of Black Adam. So that's going to eventually be the movie starring the rock who is the enemy of captain mark of shazam right so in a way they are setting up a sequel and it just a no, very no, dumb no, that's not even what i'm talking about yeah like yeah i that's not even what i'm talking about is that if you show it that way you can't yeah like i'm not saying sequels i'm i was mainly talking about prequels you could have done a prequel yeah. about the origin of shazam the first shazam but like we know exactly what happened now yeah yeah there's no point and um what but they'll still make it. I want to make. Uh, don't think I wanted to. Yeah, can we name every DC movie that has that hologram like exposition? An it's exposition, Man of exposition with images alongside. Yeah, it. Man, 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 Man of Steel, Steel has it. Uh, Batman vs Superman has the literal fucking trailers for the characters, so that counts. Yes. Uh, Wonder Woman has it. Does it? Oh yeah, the um the bloody Zeus scenes. Yeah. Uh, Justice League does it. Yeah, of course it does. With the, the battle. Um, the battle, yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. It's got all of the backstories for all the fucking characters. Plus you get the Harley yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. like dreams and, yeah. I'm, it's more justified in that, actually. A little bit. Like, uh, a little bit. It's more justified in that, I think. But um, then you... You clearly, you clearly Aquaman. haven't watched the Dirty Dozen. Aquaman does it as well, right? Aquaman, no. Oh. oh no, it has the it has the Atlantis bit. Yeah, yeah, it has the Atlantis but bit. To its credit, when Nicole Kidman's like telling about the legend of the Trident in the beginning, she's just telling her fucking baby a story. Yeah, and it works better than. Yeah, <laughs> but Aquaman does it, and then this movie does it. Every movie, yeah. movie in the DCU has done well, it. Well, here's here's the bigger it's question: like, Can you name Can you name a movie that has been restrained with that? Um. I actually just thought of one from Marvel that is somewhat restrained in it. 
I was gonna say oh, Cap shit. I was gonna say shit. Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel makes up what's going on in the universe. Well Aquaman cheats, but it has the moment where Willem Dafoe tells him about what happened to his mother instead of showing him. Yeah, but that's that's a plot point that comes that's later. The, yeah. They couldn't show that because anyway. it wasn't real. <laughs> anyway. But yes, it pisses me off. Like every movie in the DCU has done that. Isn't that annoying? I think the other scene that I think is pretty great, uh, just um, in terms of like the stuff between Billy and what's the other kid's name? Freddy, Freddy, Billy Freddy, and Freddy. Yeah. Um, the other scene that I really like is when the security guard stops them in the hall and asks if they've got a hall pass, and Billy just goes around the corner and turns into Shazam and then comes back and grabs Freddy. He's like, <laughs> "Oh, hello! Yes, I'm the father picking up my son from school, and well, you're my, the my, security. My both sons, you know, yeah, you're the, yeah, yeah, you go there, nice Billy. Son. You're the security guard. And everyone says nice things about, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good humor in, the, in this in this movie. Did, did we talk a properly about the montage the whole montage the whole the no we haven't talked about the montage at all so we get the superpower mm. teleportation montage i think my favorite bit is when they test teleportation and he sets the box on fire <laughs> yeah that's great uh i, I love <sighs> one montage is like this like this this montage i actually quite like that it's set in the dc universe because yeah. if if you if this was just a montage of a superhero, yeah. like no no universe at all, you couldn't have so many inner jokes like there isn't this like the yeah the, the you know the laser that's a really good point about like this that. movie. I I think this movie more so even than like Man of Steel or any of the other DC movies is the first movie to really use the expanded universe to its advantage. Yeah. Because if you think about, like, Man of Steel, it has to feel like it crams in the Lex Luthor shit and the Batman shit. Hmm. And Batman vs Superman feels like it has to cram in all this stuff. Oh, yeah, remember, and that's kind of really been a problem awkward... with every film, including even Aquaman to a degree. Remember the really awkward Wayne Enterprise? Yeah, so so bad. Man of Steel? Like, yeah, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. Um, 100% happened, like I said on the Man of Steel podcast, because Avengers came out. I'm 100% yeah. convinced of that. Um, well, in this... Like they all the, the references Batman, are perfect. The Batman bullet is like even part of the, the Superman plot. bullet, yeah. Like the Superman bullet is, is part of the plot. The Batman thing that he throws at uh, the guy at the end, it's like that's like the interacting with things from the universe. Which I, I just love. I love that they do the faster than a speeding bullet, uh, more powerful than a locomotive Superman reference. Can you imagine in this universe Henry Cavill being thought of like that Superman, like the cartoon <laughs> kind of fifties and sixties Superman? Yeah, it's like, like the thing like, with the, I pointed out. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like, you pointed this out. There's a scene where they go to a real estate office and they ask for any potential lairs because superheroes need a lair. No superhero they know of has a lair in this universe. Like, like Batman has a lair, but no one knows the but Batman. They don't has really a lair. know that they have a, he has a yeah, lair. Yeah, they shouldn't. Like, no one should, should know that Batman has a lair. Because the Superman doesn't have the Fortress of Solitude. The famous one is the Fortress of Solitude, which is meant to be known. But it's by not everyone. in this universe. But it's not in this universe, so yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. But it's, it's you know still a fun scene. So yeah, you know something we haven't talked about at all is the family. Well, just, we haven't talked about the da, uh, the parents. I like them, but I think right, they, they're they, not they, in the movie much. They, they're too Mata, perfect. Mata, Mata Millers like, and Cooper Andrews. Yeah, I think they're like so perfect. <laughs> 
Yeah, I really like Cooper Andrews. He's um he's a great actor. He's in The Walking Dead, of course, for many seasons. Yeah, yeah. And um he's great on um Halt and Catch Fire in that show. But yeah, it's kind of his first bigger kind of Hollywood appearance. He's um yeah, so it's it's cool seeing him in this. Um you know, it, it's funny. They they don't get a lot to do. No. Although the family the kids do get to do quite a bit. Kids get to do a lot. Like yeah. I think Faith Herman, who plays Dala, is really good. I think she's uh, actually doing kind of the cute little girl act without having to like. I don't know. I, I think she's a really uh, smart actress. I even like the uh, what's his name? Um, is it Ian Chen who plays the uh, the young young Asian boy in the family? Yeah, Ian Chen who um, is in Fresh Off the Boat, which I've seen, and um, yeah, he's. Hmm. He's a really, really talented young actor. Yeah, and um, something yeah, that we've got subverted me a bit, and I actually like at the end. That I'll talk, yes, I'll talk about it. that they all become yeah, yeah. yeah they all become the same, and I, I actually didn't think that the other kids were going to be so important no. to the story until it was like, oh, it's nice, it's nice to see that the the family slowly comes more into play as the movie goes on. It kind of like reflects Billy's emotions towards the family. How at yes. first he doesn't want to be attached to any, then he gets attached to Freddy, and then he gets attached to the whole family. So that yeah, yeah, that that's quite nice. Like all that, the power of family, you might say, Gabe. The power of family. You hear what I said? The power Farmer. of family. Family. By the way, did you watch the Fast and Furious Nine Super Bowl thirty second spot? I, I I saw a bunch of boring people not doing anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Completely true. Theory, you're, I thought, I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible. Justin Lin posted the behind the scenes. You know that one shot in it that looked kind of rad of the fucking car flipping through the wall and smashing into that truck? Justin Lin posted the behind the scenes of that and it suddenly made me fucking appreciate that, like, you know, as generic as this movie looks, the guy making it actually cares. Yeah. And... You know, fuck it. I'm more excited to see that than I am to see, um, I don't know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know, like, I'm more excited to see it than I'm excited to see Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong mm, just seems really? kind of... what What's exciting you about Godzilla vs. Kong, except for the fact that you're going to see Godzilla fight Kong? <laughs> no, but what what's actually but... exciting you about Godzilla vs. Kong? I, th- I I think what's interesting about Godzilla vs Kong is the whole fact that they actually are going through with it. Like the the concept of Godzilla vs Kong May- is so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so it's... dumb, but it's amazing that they're going through with it. Never forget like, the it... famous David S Goyer quote of uh, Superman versus Batman is where you go when you've run out of ideas. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, a little secret. Uh, Batman. And Superman, they're characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even Kong that is a better idea than Kong versus Godzilla. Kong and Godzilla are monsters. I'm making them fight. I this is the thing that yep. you and I figured out like four movies ago that they fucked up so badly is that in the Toho movies, Godzilla has a personality. He has like other monsters that he can like have bonds with. King Kong gets to be expressive. He gets to like be fun. He gets to be silly. These fucking movies only care about making them cool, so they they have no dimensionality whatsoever. Okay, 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 okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we have to keep talking about Shazam. 
No, like Godzilla oh, vs. Kong. <laughs> so I, I am so sorry, but please, given given the option, yes, I'll take Slock. Yeah, I, I'll take just two monsters but it fighting. Look like good Slock. It, it looks like yeah, fucking... yeah. The problem is that they need to get a good director. Yeah. Wingard is good director sometimes. Ah. So ah. he's made one movie I genuinely love. One movie that was quite good. And which, two which, movies that I really dislike. Which one's that well, one? Well, your next is the one that I love. Oh, I think I like. your next is fucking great. I love that the uh, whole backstory for the badass chick in that is that she's Australian, and all Australians <laughs> are good at handling stuff like that, um, which is absolutely true. Absolutely not true. Then he did he did the Blair Witch remake, which I saw, which um I didn't enjoy. <laughs> I saw the guest, which is decent. Um, I have not seen any of his other stuff. I know. Was, uh, no, I've seen, De- I've seen Death Note. And he's doing the fucking remake of I Saw the Devil. A movie yeah, that does not, does not need a remake. I Saw the Devil is a perfect movie. Yeah. I Saw the Devil may be the most perfect revenge the, movie the, you know ever made. Film? Do you know which other film they remade? That didn't need a remake? Yeah. Fucking Death Note. Old Boy. Old they Boy. remade Old Boy. Yeah, but at least that, that, with Old, Old Boy. Boy is not a perfect movie. Old Boy is a unique movie. Old Boy, the original. Is, yeah, it has so many original, unique things about it. The original Old Boy, I'd argue, is near perfect. I, I like. I, I can't like. Really I saw. I can't say if a movie is perfect or not. But like, that, I like. I saw the devil more than Old Boy, but I think yeah. Old Boy is about as close to perfect as a movie can I, get. I just like, think that Old Boy ways. has so many unique elements to it that you yeah, just, it's a you phenomenally just creative movie. You, you can't redo can't it. Do. But at least when they redid that, they got fucking Spike Lee, like a director who, when he's on a good day, makes an interesting movie. And if there's one thing the fucking Old Boy remake is, it's really fucking interesting. I don't think Spike Lee cared about remaking Old Boy that much. No. But like, fucking hell, that's a weird movie. I think it's terrible, but it's weird. Okay. Man. Godzilla vs Kong. <laughs> yeah. The reason I'm more excited for that than, uh, if, you know, Fast and Furious Nine. Yeah. It's. Let me gather my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's Please. just as simple as the, the concept itself. I, I think it's more interesting than another Fast, Fast and Furious nine. movie. Like I saw the Fast okay, and Furious trailer. Okay. I, I don't know what I don't know what the new Fast and Furious movie. I'm not sure why I need to be excited for it. Gabe, like it's the same director Gabe. we've had. No, no, no. Like let me explain. It's it's a director we've had before in the franchise. The best director from the franchise. It, it's sure, but like there is no hook. 8 had a huge hook. I remember seeing the trailers for 8. Oh, yeah. And I had seen any of the other films. And I was like... What happens when family turns against family? I thought we were meant to be family. Gabe. Family. I've got one line line for you that you're completely fucking forgetting. Which is just... I can't believe that you've forgotten this. Jacob is Dom's brother. We've got brother fighting brother... In the Ultimate Family franchise, Fam- I don't think you appreciate how big a deal this is. Family, and they've got to catch Cipher. Don't forget. Where do they? Yeah, Cipher. Cipher escaped at the end of um, F Seven. You, you, you expect me to remember who Cipher is? 
Gabe, these movies have a very deep lore that you're expected to remember, which is why fucking Han has come back from the dead, and I'm sure by next movie, Gal Gadot will also come back from the dead. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez came back from the dead. I'm sure... I, I don't want to make that joke. Paul Walker one day will come back from the dead. Because <laughs> after all, no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. Black Widow have an official... Oh yeah, 7th of May. Release date. Only in theatres. Yep. I wonder what happened. Oh, it's almost I as if one happened. giant movie premiered exclusively on Disney Plus and did not do well. I don't know. Uh, it sounds do, like HBO Max is not making a lot of money either. Mm. <laughs> can you think of a movie, Gabe? No, I can't. You know what Disney should have done? Disney should have just like um, fucking put out like a huge trailer for everything coming out and then just said only in theaters just to fuck with HBO Max. <laughs> anyway, Shazam. A movie that absolutely would have come out at HBO Max if... um. If they'd had the option back then. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, we we go from the montage stuff to, uh, you know, uh, the the bus scene. You know, basically the scene where superheroes saving people. Mm. Although it's funny that I actually like. I even though it's really contrived how they get there, it's mm. really stupid how they get there. But I I like that. It's a problem he made, right? He's yeah. so casing his his yes, yes, exactly. thing, right? He's like so he's true. been silly, like broom, broom, like singing a song with his li- uh, lightning, and mm. then one of his lightnings hits a bus in a very fucking weird thing way because he aims at the sky and then from the sky it hits the bus. It's not like he accidentally tried to hit Freddy by accident and then went to the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's done in a way so it's his fault, but people don't think it's his fault, which is weird. He should have hit like a traffic light, and then a traffic light hit the bus and made it fall, right? Or something like that, and then people don't realize like it. it was his fault or something. I, I do really like that. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I did want to mention. That it's really nice that they get to play a little bit with the immaturity, and I really like in the fight with Savannah, the first fight. How he's just running away for so much of the fight. Yeah. He doesn't know he can fly yet, so... There's that hilarious bit with, like, uh, where he throws the big Batman, and you get the homage to Big with the giant keyboard. Yeah. And he turns back into a kid, and you've got the bit where Savannah just sees Freddy calling out for him, and he grabs him. Hmm. And then the movie is basically kind of non-stop. I mean, he, he gets reunited with his mother, and she gives the... Uh, you know, I, I was really curious when I first saw the movie at how they would make that work because it's obvious the mother is going to come back and it's obvious that they can't have the mother be his family. They need the new family to be embraced by him, right? Hmm. So how the fuck are they going to do that? And the way they do it, I actually think, is pretty bold for a movie mostly aimed at young kids. But where the it's like caring about him? No, it's not that she doesn't care. It's that she admits, I was not ready to be your mom, and I saw that someone else could take care of you. And as much as it hurt me, I had to let you go. And yeah, I think the actress plays it very cold, but I feel like if it got more emotionally complex, we'd be watching it, you know, a fucking... Um, we'd be watching a bloody uh, um, Noah Baumbach film, you know? <laughs> I feel yeah. like 
I feel like she gives just enough of the pathos for it to not make you hate her, even though what she did is, you know, utterly despicable, just like a band new kid with a police officer. But um, yeah, I don't know. There was, there was a part of it when I first watched the movie that impressed me that the movie did touch on something like that. In a movie about adoption, in a movie about kids who, you know, this movie is really trying to talk about how, you know, families happen to end up together, you know, from all different parts of the world. You know, yeah. you have a, you have all these different uh, ethnicities of um, of children who are all you know brothers and sisters, and that's like just this lovely dynamic that can exist. And you know, I really admit admire the fact that you know a young kid who's been adopted can see this movie, who's maybe questioning their biological parents and why they may have given them away, and you know they see that and they're like, "Fuck, okay, I maybe can empathize with that." I do think the bit that's Except really cool it. is that she um, is that she doesn't recognize the compass. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense, but like... It makes a lot of sense. Why yeah, yeah. She's just so... She's like, what's this? Why are you giving this to me? <laughs> I'd say... Um, it, it, from this point, it's basically one big action scene with Savannah chasing the kids and yeah. um, everyone going to the, to the and, theme and, park. And, and we have the problem that I mentioned that the villain... The villain is basically Sasam. Yeah, it's the classic Marvel mistake of like the villains and the heroes yeah, have the exact and, same powers. And it's it's seven scenes and there is six kids because you said one of them is going to be Black Adam, one of the Sasams, so that makes sense. Eventually. No, 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 not one of the kids. The kids, there are six. So yeah, there, are yeah there is six kids, but one of the Sasams is going to be Black Adam. One of the chairs will be filled by Black Adam eventually. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like seven versus seven, so that makes sense. But yeah, I think... I think the villains should be more like uh, he doesn't have powers himself. Mm. He just cont controls the sins. So he's just yeah, back, that's such a good back idea. There using the monsters to to fight all the Sasams, right? Like he just yeah. he using all the monsters to fight uh, Bill, Billy, and then when he makes a Sasam with everyone, you know, it's it gets to a woman for him. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Like, it, it, I'm trying to think of a fight that's even like that. Um, maybe uh, maybe the fight in Terminator, as bad as this movie is, Terminator Genesis, not Genesis, um, uh, Dark Fate. I, already, I forgot the fucking name of that movie. Where at the end, he's like splitting himself into multiple people. And as he does mm -hmm. it, he gets weaker. And I do like yeah, that design. But yeah. Um, isn't, isn't the end of Hairboy 2 like that? I cannot remember. I don't Wait, the think so. The bad because... guy is not actually strong. He just uses the machines that he's created to fight Hellboy. The bad guy in Hellboy 2 is the um, the elf prince, right? Is it? I remember the yeah, last fight Hellboy... was versus one of, one of the golden statues. Yeah, yeah, versus the golden army. One of the golden army, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, really good fights with, like, minions. That, um... Obviously, the movie Minions, but, like uh just movies that have yeah it's it, it'd be a fun thing to see like um like the, the problem is that no hollywood is so obsessed with having the flying superhero fights but not having the bad the actual bad guy the, the ultimate bad guy being the one that is fighting at the end they, they didn't learn any, anything from Palpatine, where Palpatine doesn't fight at all oh in return of the jedi yeah 
like Palpatine is the ultimate bad guy. He's he's the strongest being. My, he, he doesn't have. No, to I disagree with bad. you. I disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't forget you've got Vader, and I think Vader really is the ultimate bad guy. The thing that makes Star Wars the original trilogy so special is that you don't beat him by killing him, which is what everyone's well, telling Luke to do. Well, not what I'm saying is that if you have a ultimate villain like this, mm. he doesn't have to be the one fighting. Yeah, That's what I mean is that most movies the I get what you mean. Villain is like the one that actually fights at the end. I was like, yes, well, don't have to do that every time. Yeah, um, it's more pa- interesting. Pirates if you three did that. It. Pirates three does do that. Yeah. Um, no, with, uh... Oh no, they fight Davy Jones. No, what Beckett you... is the bad guy, really. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. He's the Palpatine, and Davy Jones is the Vader. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I think this scene, the whole uh, amusement park stuff, is actually quite good. I think um I think it gets good when all the Sams appear. Yeah. That's yeah. when it gets pretty fun. Before that I really generic. I really like the moment where um Savannah is like across uh, like a block away from Shazam and he's like monologuing and then Savannah starts talking and Shazam's like, What? I can't hear you. <laughs> I really can't hear you. You're like way away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's great. That's a really nice little. Um, that's like a really nice little nod to the genre in a really fun way. You got the obligatory kid playing with the Superman and Batman action figure, who I'm yeah. fairly certain is David Sandberg's son. Really? Uh, he's got that Sandberg lip. That makes me uh, think. I just find it weird that <laughs> did he did he do it intentionally, having a kid using Batman and Superman fight. Like, oh, a, a kid doesn't know better. The kid. Like, do, do you think that's a meta commentary on Batman v Superman? How it doesn't make sense? Like, it's a what kid. The... It's a it, it's a kid playing yeah. with Batman v Superman, and they like classing. He's classing against. He's classing them like they fist fighting, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like saying, "Oh, kids do this because kids want Batman fight Superman." That's like the, the limit of no, their imagination or something. You're, you're forgetting about the really meta bit, which is that as soon as he punches, he puts Batman and Superman together. When Shazam flies in, he drops them because audiences dropped Batman and Superman and were like, "Fucking Shazam's so much better." <laughs> it's very yeah. subtle. Yeah, that's true. Should have been. Like, it should have been. Should be. He was like, "Ooh," and he's got an Aquaman poster on the wall. <laughs> Fucking hell. We've talked about the crazy thing about how, like, two of the members of this cast were cast as superheroes in Justice League Mortal, right? Yeah. Adam Brody and uh, DJ Katrona. Adam Brody was obviously going to play The Flash, and DJ Katrona was going to be Superman. Fucking Superman. Superman. I'm assuming if I go to DJ, DJ Katrona's IMDb trivia, that will be one of the top facts. Yeah, he... He's got two pieces of trivia. One's about his heritage. The other thing is, he was once cast as Clark Kent's Superman in Justice League Mortal, but the project was never made. <laughs> this is surprising. DJ Katrona, a man who I assumed very, you know, racially badly of me, was Latina, is uh, German-Italian and Polish. Like, he's yeah, he's half British-English and the other half is Pol- Polish. That's, yeah, interesting. interesting. I assumed very wrongly. But he always plays characters, like in this, he plays a character called Pedro. <laughs> Going down his list. Yeah, he's, Pedro. Oh, that's funny. 
Pedro. <laughs> he is in a movie called Venom from 2005. It has nothing to do with the comic book Venom. Clearly. And it has a 4.69 dB, so I'll stop talking about it. Wait, 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 how much? 4.6. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That's pretty low. Has Method Man in it? Why is it a 4.6? Method Man. Method Man has 110 acting credits. That has to be counting music videos, though. Method Man was in Jane Hill's Silent Bob reboot? Fuck. Method Man was in Patterson? I don't remember that. Holy shit. I don't know half the things you mentioned in, so. <laughs> Method Man? Method Man? No, I haven't. I've never seen Method Man. You've never heard Method Man never or seen him? No. no. You know, what he, is he used, to be, used to be my Steam handle. Um, Method Man is the greatest member of the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, I, I, I knew what's your handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Method Man and Red Man, the two great members of the Wu Tang Clan. But Gabe, how do you not recognize the star of the all-time great classic piece of cinema, How High? A movie that has, I want you to know this, a movie that has two points higher on IMDb than Contagion. Wait, is that 8.2? No, 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 sorry, 2.2. What is it called when it's a point of a point? It's point two. It has point, uh, Contagion. It's one point higher, six point... No, no, no. Contagion is six point seven, but if oh, it, that it, makes it, more sense. It's minus point four points. Oh, I want you to know that Half Baked, a movie that is about as good as How High, which is to say, pretty good, has the exact same amount of points as Contagion. Did I tell you why Contagion has so low? Because people were assholes. Pe people thought it was going to be an action film. Yeah, that's And then they, they were mad Why'd that it was a that? smart film. They're like, no, we want dumb. They, were, they wanted a we good film. Dumb. And were annoyed that it was a good film. Why are we getting a good film? I sh this I is science fiction. This could never happen. Why are they trying to make it smart? last night with Becky. We, um, we finished it together. It was so good. Yeah, so good. Did yeah. you see when Kate gets infected? Of course. When does he get infected? Oh shit, Winslow! No, 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 no! You, I don't think you see the moment. Ah, oh, you, you because she, see she's it. on the well, she's on the phone and she's saying like, um, it could have been someone who cleaned the room or like you know, you know, like. I just think that you obviously see it with Gwyneth, and you obviously see it with like um some of the others. Yeah, I just think it'd be nice if you could actually see the moment that Kate gets infected. Oh yeah, it would be great. I'm pretty sure you don't. Should we just do a mini contagion episode here in the middle of it? I don't know. I think we'll um, do it already. Shazam, it's so good. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a good movie. You know what really sucks? The very final uh, moment of the movie where Superman shows up. I really wish it was Henry Cavill. Yeah, can we edit it so the camera pans up and Henry Cavill is there? Yeah, can we it's get control, really shift, control? Can we get control shift face on it? It's so obvious it's not Henry Cavill. Yeah, it's so lame that when you actually see the the, the beginning of the suit. I got really excited. I thought it was Henry Cavill was going to show up. Because Freddy's dream is to meet the real Superman, and you can tell it's not the real Superman because they would show Henry Cavill's face because it's fucking Henry Cavill. Yeah. Like, seriously, you it's can CG shame. off a mustache, but you can't CG on his head? <laughs> you maybe know? This, maybe this David S. Amberg doesn't have a 
you know, a huge boner for like CGI in people's faces and in bodies. Like every other director. Well, we know that's not true. Every other company does. He CG'd his fucking wife's face off in this movie. Off. That's off, not in. Off. So only faces, only faces off. He wants to take her face off. Off. Not in. Face. Should face, should face on be the name of the sequel? Face on. Face on. Face on. Oh, for the face off sequel. Yeah, for the face off sequel. But how would you make that? Shit. Uh, you. Oh my god. Okay. 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 I got it. Well, what? What is the premise of? Face um. On? Okay. It's deep fake. Young Nicolas Cage and young Travolta. That's the new face. They put their new face on. Oh my god! It's and a they science swap. fiction movie. It's and a, they, yeah, yeah. They put on the mask. It starts from, in the um... same prison where they have the fucking magnet boots. <laughs> God damn. They've gotten so old that they impersonate each other's younger self, but it's all deep faked. It's the first complete, but it's Nicolas Cage playing Travolta, but like it's in Nicolas Cage's body still, you know? Does that make sense? But he's got the Travolta no. deep fake face on. It's Nicolas Cage. Okay, get this Nicolas Cage is still playing Travolta. But the whole time, it's a shitty deep fake of Travolta on his face. And it's the same with Travolta being Cage. It's Travolta walking around in Travolta's body now, but it's young Nicolas Cage's face deep faked onto him. And it looks fucking trash. And that's how they go. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with your face? Like, like, what's his name? His name's like fucking, um, what the fuck is Nicolas Cage's name in Face Off? The character. It's like Xander. It's one of those terrible, you know, fucking um, Hollywood action villain names. Like, I don't know. It's it's like it's like Nathaniel fucking um, God. Can you? Oh God. Um, Do you want me to look it up? I look it up. No, I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, it's Caster oh. Troy. Caster Troy. And again, okay. Castor can Troy. you name John Travolta's? Uh, if I give you a hint, can you name John Travolta's name of his character oh, in face? So. Oh fuck you. Um, Son Archer. Sean Archer. Those are <laughs> such '90s like action movie names. Um, <laughs> that that fucking movie is so weird. It's the have, weirdest movie. It's one have, of John Woo's worst movies. You have John Travolta trying to act like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and then Nicolas and Cage. He, here's the insane. thing. Nicolas Cage trying doing... to act like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's so weird when he's in the in the in the prison and like someone punches him and he realizes he have to he has to fight them. Act like he, Nicolas he Cage. Like, he has to act like Nicolas Cage. It's in, like, great. Yeah, it's weird. It's an amazing idea. Um, I, I yeah, fuck, god damn. Um, Face Off is uh, a great idea. It's a really overcomplicated, shitty movie. I I really don't think Face Off is that good. It's it's. It's definitely, I think, John Woo's worst American movie, which is saying something because he made a lot of bad movies. Oh no, fucking Paycheck is his worst movie. I worst about film? That. Yeah, it's not his worst film. Paycheck is. He has a really certain bad. point in IMDb, so it's better than Contagion. I am so sorry. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck IMDb. IMDb doesn't know shit. Broken Arrow is better than Face Off. Fucking Hard Target is better than Face Off. What is Contagion in Grown Tomatoes? Contagion. Cares? Who fucking cares about these websites? They don't determine quality.
Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Is there, is there a f- end sequence to Susan? A post-credit? Uh, super- oh, post-credit? Uh, I don't believe so. Let's see. It's probably like some dumb like outtake from the fucking audition. I don't think there's like a rock cameo or anything. No, nothing. Looks like. Oh no! Wait, yeah. Of course, there's something. It's the Rock. What? I haven't seen it. Put it on. Oh no! It's Savannah. Oh. I guess he doesn't die. It's like a weird worm talking to him. It's probably like some huge character from the comics. Oh my god! Oh my god! Not the worm! Oh no! It's worm from comics. I'm so excited for... What's his name, Marcy? Do they call him Worm? Gabe, what's his name, Marcy? Do they call him the Worm? That is a reference for our really patient uh, listeners. Uh, That was Shazam! The last good movie in the DCEU! We still have one more to go! I can't tell your opinion. I really want you to watch uh, Birds of Prey... Uh, expect it to be bad and then be pleasantly surprised and you'll argue just like you did with Wonder Woman 84 that's a good movie so like I'm excited oh, I'm, to I'm gonna hate it comedy. because I yeah. don't like Margot Robbie as, as Harlequin Harlequin I just don't like I that really movie. like Margot Robbie's Harlequin I, like I just think the movie's trash I don't like the performance in the other film so yeah well we'll see we will see, Gabriel, I, I, I and you will see, dear shit. listeners, when we come back in a week's time or more to review The Birds when of get, When did you get going to no, sorry, bloody Godzilla? Come on, we need to... Birds of up. Prey, Birds of Prey, and or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Why the fuck didn't you just call it Harley Quinn? You know when Birds of Prey trailer came not, out, I didn't I, know I, it was... Of course, I Queen genuinely movie. think they they lost a hundred million by not calling it Harley Quinn. Yeah, I genuinely think a hundred million dollars it would have made more if it had been called Harley Quinn. Yeah, uh, it's not a Harley Quinn movie, so it's disingenuous. But it would have made more money. What it isn't? It's not a Harley Quinn movie. It's just the lead, but I I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it a Harley Quinn movie. What the fuck is this movie? What are we watching next it's week? Like, it's like shitty Reservoir Dogs with female uh, vigilantes. What the f- No, what? it's kind of like, like shitty female vigilante Avengers. It's like a team-up movie. Where, oh, we'll watch it next week. We Thank watch, you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please watch good movies. Gabe, any good movies you want to recommend on the podcast real quick? Um, um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything lately that uh, yeah oh no we did we see one movie what quite we recently you and I together oh yeah society uh, give it a watch Not skip society. to the last 10 minutes the other film no, uh, what brain dead Ran. oh Ran. yeah of course uh, yeah fantastic movie uh, by good. the way uh, come over tomorrow night we'll do my uh, recommendation for the month I finally picked one um, thank you everyone for listening oh uh, a movie I can recommend is Jeez, have you seen rewatch, anything? rewatch the rewatch the Big Short. It's great. It's on Netflix at the moment. Uh, Contagion's on Netflix. Well. Real good. Yeah, it's just a very watchable movie. And Becky had never seen it. It's a very. Um, it's also a very a movie that. Oh I've shit! Seen uh, three times. I still don't understand exactly what happens. Yeah. Um. I finally watched Bong Joon Ho's Mother from 2009. Not to be confused with Jennifer Lawrence's Mother from 2017. 
Mother by Bon Joon Ho is fucking fantastic. Like it's it's not as good as Memories of Murder or Parasite, but it's like it's a really fucking awesome uh, murder mystery. It's really good. Uh, highly recommend. Don't know where you can watch it in Australia, but try and get a Blu-ray of it. And um, it's it's wonderful, really wonderful movie. Um, yeah, that's my recommendation. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will talk again soon about the birds of prey. The birds that pray. The birds that pray. What do they pray upon? Find out next week. Bye, everyone. I'm not going to get a dance to that. I'm sorry.